You're now listening to the Co-op Podcast on thecoalition.com. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 221 of the Co-op Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Billy Jr., and today I'm joined by Mr. Gary A. Swaby. How's it going, Gary? It's going good, man. How are you? Doing pretty good. Looking forward to watching a horrible pay-per-view later tonight. Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, no well, mercy. That's right. It, the, that, those words are very, very symbolic of, of what I will have to endure later on tonight. But hey, it's going to be fun. We'll, we'll talk about it later, like we did on WrestleCast yesterday. <laughs> uh, we're also joined by Mr. Jake James Lugo. How's it going, Mr. Lugo? I'm doing good, man. I've been busy doing a lot of different stuff, playing a lot of games, but I'm ready to talk about all the news and stuff that's happened. Absolutely. We're also joined by Miss Dana Abercrombie. How's it going, Dana? Hola, people. And we are also joined by Mr. Max Muller. How's it going, Max? Hey, man. It's going good. Happy to be back. Awesome. Glad to have you back. So uh, there wasn't really a lot of really heavy news stories this week. Obviously, there is some stuff we are going to get into. But before we do that, we're going to let you all know what we have been playing. So, uh, Max, how about you go first and let us know what you've been playing? Yes. Week I have been playing quite a bit of the new Dishonored expansion. Um, the Dishonored expansion is actually surprisingly very, very good. It's kind of a big fan servicey kind of last call for uh, the Dishonored franchise, and it targets a character and some of the lore that has been there since the beginning of the franchise, but has never been entirely fleshed out, like in terms of the void and like this alternate universe that kind of in a way controls the universe of Dishonored. And then there's this character called the Outsider that's kind of like the that world. And, and while he's always been a prevalent part in the series, you've never really learned about him or like kind of what the, the void is. So this short expansion kind of focuses on all that and really fleshes out what exactly the void is and the outsider is and it uses the existing characters in the universe but like there were set characters and I think that they did a really really good job kind of fleshing out the storytelling and the lore of the void because to be honest the gameplay is almost exactly the same uh there's you have a few different powers than you do from the main Dishonored series, which is fine. It's different in this way that you can't upgrade or change your powers. It's only like the set ones you have, but the game is short enough and the missions are long, but they're not anything super epic compared to the first two games. So it kind of works. It's definitely a smaller package overall. And something I thought was kind of interesting that some people may have a problem with was that a few of the levels use reused assets from the previous games, but they're set in like a different time of day or like different things have happened because this expansion technically takes place after the second game. So 
I thought that was kind of cool to go back to some of these places, but overall, I was pretty impressed by the storytelling. I just finished it a couple days ago. Um, my review will be up on TK in, within a couple days, and overall, I really, really enjoyed it, and I think anyone who likes Dishonored, it's definitely worth a purchase. Like, I'd honestly have loved if this was like even included in the main game. Like, I think it's definitely worth that amount, but... I will say I'm kind of sad because I think this is the end of Dishonored because even though the franchise always reviewed incredibly well, it never sold super, super well. And I know Dishonored 2 especially kind of was pretty poor in sale. That's kind of a shame, but who knows? Maybe we'll do more. I know I saw an article recently where they were talking about if they do do another Dishonored game, probably be just entirely different character in the universe, which would be cool. And maybe they could refresh everything and then get it out to a bigger audience. I don't know. But that, and I've been playing a bit of Destiny 2. I had to take a step back from it. Um, but I was able to try out a lot of the raid, and I have to say the raid is freaking cool. Like, it's a lot more technical than some of the raids in the first game. Uh, you learn a lot from the later DLC raids. It's like King's Fall and all of that. But overall, we spent like eight or nine hours in it, and we're still going. We had to restart because we didn't finish it by this Tuesday. But... um. We're, we're going slowly at it. We have a group that isn't the most experienced with Destiny. So um, it's slow going, but it's fun going. And it's definitely worth the wait for the raid. And I'm honestly hyped to see what other raids they come out with in the next expansions, everything like that. But yeah. <clears throat> Sounds good. Yes. Uh, well, looking forward to hearing more about Destiny 2. I haven't had a chance to jump back into it myself as of late, but... Uh, I'll I'll have something to say on that that you know a little bit later. Um, Dana, how about you let us know what you've been playing? Uh, yes, I have been. I've been not as playing as much. I've been swamped with other things, but um, I was very lucky to attend a Lego event. So um, I've been playing some. Lego Worlds, Lego Marvel Superheroes 2, which I, I playing that game just puts a smile on my face. And there's over 200 characters, and there's like Spider Man Noir, and there's the new Spider Man, the one that, that just came with Homecoming, and there's about 15,000 different um, versions of that. And I just love the open worldness of it. How I'm able to just go from city to city and the interactions that you're able to have with other characters. So I've been really enjoying that and I've immersed myself in that world. I've also been playing Lego Ninjago. I'm probably butchering that name. But um, it's very similar to the movie if you had a chance to see it. It's more instead of like um, a lot of, you know, it's a very open space, but it's more like a shooter, which is weird. But I enjoy it very much, and I love the fact that you are playing ninjas. So the style is very different. You're running around beating up people, and it's kind of very, it's very similar to, oh gosh. I would say it's nothing like any of the Lego games that they have out there, but it's kind of similar, weirdly enough, to the gameplay to the Spider-Man. Oh gosh, I can't remember which Spider-Man. It was the one that came out for, for 360. Uh, just shattered dimensions so it's weird but it really works so i've been enjoying that 
And I highly recommend Marvel Superheroes 2. If you enjoyed the first game, then you will love the second one. And it's just a really great escapism. And it's easy to just lose yourself into that game. And it's hours and hours of fun. So you'll, you'll have tons of gameplay. You'll never get bored. And I truly enjoy it. Awesome. Ah, sounds good. Yeah, so uh, Mr. Lugo, how about you let us know what you've been playing? So I've been playing a variety of different stuff. Obviously, I'm still playing Destiny 2 now. I've been going back to it constantly, like we've talked about already many times now at this point. Uh, I also have been playing some more Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, even though we already have the review now up on the site. If you guys haven't checked it out yet, I encourage you to do so. Uh, I was pretty honest with it. I gave it a somewhat low score because I feel like compared to a lot of the other fighting games we've gotten this year, it wasn't all that great, especially that story mode as well as the visuals. There's there's a number of different things you can unpack about Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, but definitely check out the review. I go into a lot more detail about that now. There's a couple other games I'm playing right now at the current moment that we're going to be having reviews on very, very soon soon some of which i can't talk about just yet because we're under embargo uh, a couple others again still not ready to reveal exactly what we're doing but they're not as big titles they're not like crazy popular uh, games that are coming out anytime soon but you'll see all that content pop up uh eventually up or on the on the website uh but, but besides that i also went back a few times to metroid samus returns you know just kind of wrap up that game i've already kind of went through it already at this point i enjoyed it i think it's a good uh game on 3ds that everybody should pick up again as a last hurrah for the system i think it was pretty cool and uh yeah that's pretty much what i've been kind of dabbling around with and, and a few times i went back to tekken 7 you know just uh you know for some online play here and there but that's what i've been playing i've been a really busy bug with the review stuff <laughs> that's cool yeah sounds good um i'm gonna go next gary if you don't mind uh, because you still haven't purchased Destiny 2 on PlayStation 4, so we have a bit of a rocky uh, relationship now for that reason. So let me go ahead and, and talk about what I've been playing. <laughs> uh, I've been playing NBA 2K18. Uh, this is a game that I was looking, I was very much looking forward to it. You know, I always look forward to 2K games um, for NBA. But this game has had uh, quite a bit of. Uh, negative reception as of late and i can also speak to this as well you know i know that a lot of people complain about the microtransactions in the game uh which are very very ridiculous you know that's one complaint um but then you know i jumped into the my career mode and the my career mode is not anything close to how these career modes used to be when like the one they had last year was, was pretty good um you know they had michael b jordan make an appearance in that one this one, it just feels like it's a lot more scaled back uh, in, in the way that they handle a lot of certain things. Um, I mean, as I said last week, you pretty much start as an undrafted player and, you know, you pick your favorite team and you pretty much just get an opportunity to play for that team and then you end up being a part of that team. Um, nothing wrong with the concept, but it, it just feels like, you know, 2K has definitely tried to change things up. You know, I, I know that when you have a good game that comes out, you have a challenge every year to try and make it better than the, how it was before. Um, and I just feel like they fell short with that. With that said, the actual gameplay is still fun, you know, playing. And I, I'm, I'm actually right now playing in the My GM mode. Um, and I'm having some fun with that. You know, yes, it is definitely a lot of text-based conversations. You know, you don't really hear any voice dialogue. And, I'm, and I think that that's the same approach that they're going to take with the WWE game. I'm not sure yet about that but um 
so far the game is okay. Um, I feel like, you know, there's some stuff, like I said, the microtransactions is a big issue right now. The My Career Mode is not as good as it could be. Uh, but for what, it was, for what it's worth, I guess it's an okay game. Um, I'm not completely blown away with anything. I just said, oh, it's good, but I can see how people would say that games earlier in the series were a lot better. So I'm curious to see uh, what they do. One thing I do give the team credit for is that they always update the rosters. And, you know, if you're a sports fan, you know, yesterday Carmelo Anthony got sent to OKC. So there will be an update. I don't know if the update took effect today, you know, but I guarantee by next week uh, there will be an update. He will be, you know, on that team. So I have to give him credit for that because with the WWE 2K games, the the uh, those games, they never get any updates pertaining to adding other people to the roster unless it was DLC that they have already added as, you know, pretty much that they've already announced. So I give him credit with that. But for what I say, you know, if you're a basketball fan, it's definitely better than NBA Live. I have to say that. It, it ain't no doubt about that. I tried NBA Live and, and I could not stand that game. So it's definitely better than NBA Live, but it feels like it, the series it definitely took a, a bit of a step back this year. Um, so hopefully, you know, they get things back on track, you know, and, it, and again, you know, they will still continue to support the game. I don't know if they're going to make any other changes with it right now, but for what it's worth, it, it's still better than NBA Live, still a decent game to play. Just know that you will not like everything that the game has to offer. So I didn't want to say that. Um, as for other stuff that I have been playing, um, I did start to play a bit of a game that I can't really talk about. So I'm not going to really talk about it at all. Um, just uh, know that it, this is a game that I did play at PAX West. Um, and we are going to have a review for it sometime next month. Uh, I'm going to say um, maybe I will be able to say more about it next week. Um, but I could just say that the game is fun. It's a lot of fun uh, from what I have played so far. You know, I wish I could say more, but that's that's all I can say for now. <laughs> um but yeah, that's pretty much what I have been playing. So Gary, let us know what you've been playing. Yeah, um, I've been playing Overwatch. And uh, this was the week where um, Mercy had the big change. Um, so yeah, they, they issued that patch for Overwatch this week. And I was actually considering like changing my main to either Farah or Reaper or someone like that. An attack character, basically. But, um, cause I was concerned that, um, the mercy change was going to be like really significant and kind of change the, the, what I liked about the character basically. Cause I didn't feel like there was anything wrong with the old mercy at all. Like I, I thought she fit the game perfectly and I thought the game was still perfectly balanced, but they decided to make the change and, um, I'm actually, you know, okay with it. Um, I wouldn't say I'm impressed, but, um, I, I think it's okay. Um, there's definitely a lot more skill involved in using Mercy now. Um, and uh, you have to really think about like the characters you're going to res because obviously you can't res more than one character anymore. And the res is on a 30 second cooldown. So you have to really consider the characters that you are going to res. And what I try to do is um, I try to focus on the people who are actually playing well like using their character to the full potential um so yeah it gives you a lot to think about while in the game um i'm not 
I'm still not sure about her ultimate ability, uh, the Valkyrie mode thing. Um, she is overpowered. Like you can, you can probably get, you know, you can probably get a few picks um, using her gun, which was wasn't that powerful before. But um, it's still, I don't know, it's still a bit weird to me. I think I just need to get used to it because you're very vulnerable when you're in Valkyrie as well. Um, and there's a lot of um, ultimates from the other characters that can take you out while you're in Valkyrie. And it's kind of hard to get out of the way when you see a Diva bomb coming or a Hanzo, um, a Hanzo's High Noon or something like that. Like you can't really get out of the way. So it feels like it's a bit unfair there. But um, yeah, I'm okay with the changes and I'm going to continue being a Mercy main for now. So yeah. Um, thumbs up to to Blizzard for you know constantly updating Overwatch and keeping it balanced. I guess um, there was also a change with Diva because she's got um, some rockets now that she can shoot. As I believe it's an E ability. Um, well, I'm, I don't play on console, so I'm not sure what the the button is for console version. But um, on PC, it's the E ability, I think. So that's pretty cool. But um, yeah. Overwatch is still great, so people should play. Um, and besides that, I've been playing Persona 5, still just trying to max out all the friendships and stuff in the game and see all the scenes that I missed on the first playthrough. Um, and I'm almost done with that completely now, so um, I'll probably be moving on to another game after that. But um, that's pretty much it for this week. That's awesome. Sounds good. Yes. Plenty of Overwatch. So, um, looking forward to hearing what you think of Destiny 2 when you actually get a chance to play that. <laughs> yeah, and shouts to Fergus Mills, because I see him in the chat right now. He's, he's still trying to get me to get on the PS4 version of Destiny 2. But, um, yeah, I think I've made a decision that I'm just going to wait for the PC version. But um, it, is, it is saddening that I'm missing out on some of the fun that people are having on, on the PlayStation, but... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm still happy with Overwatch at the moment, so I'm not ready to make that change yet. Hmm. We'll see. Well, yes, shout out to Mr. Mills. I will play with you. We will coordinate that at some time. But uh, let's go ahead and let's uh, move on to the topics for today. Um, well, we probably should address this topic first since uh, I know you guys said that you wanted to definitely talk about this uh, as soon as possible. Let's talk about PUBG, you know, the game that uh, I believe everybody in here, we, we've heard a lot about this game. You know, I, I know that Gary, you and I and Max are in a, a discord where this game is constantly brought up as something that people want to play. Um, we had this discussion earlier. So it's a big deal to a lot of people. But there was some news regarding PUBG this week where... Um, uh, pretty much we found out that the PUBG creator was upset because Fortnite decided to create a new mode uh, that is very similar to PUBG. Um, and, you know, in related news also, we also found out that uh, Fortnite did have a feature that allowed cross-play, but that was fixed once it was discovered. Um, so I thought, I thought that was interesting. It's a big week for Fortnite news. But pretty much the point of this particular discussion is about the PUBG creators being mad that this other mode was used. Um, and I believe that you posed to Gary, or Gary, I believe you asked the question, is it okay for other developers to take a formula from another game 
they're inspired by. Um, I do have some thoughts on that, but I want to definitely get you guys' opinions first. So, Mr. Lugo, how about you start us off and share your thoughts on this particular situation? Yeah, I, I feel a couple different ways about this. Now, I understand the the kind of, you know, the ethics about, you know, friendly competition and kind of like, you know, even talking smack to some extent. That that goes without saying, not just in our business as far as the games industry, but just about any other business out there. But at the same time, and somebody else brought this up as, as an example, I believe it was Greg Miller on one of his podcasts, came on and said, you know, you don't hear uh, Coca-Cola or Pepsi talking shit about the other company. And the reason being is because, number one, it doesn't really matter because both companies are going to do their own thing. But number two, it makes everybody look bad, especially when it's like you're really coming after the other entity or the other business in that regard. Uh, The thing is about us in the games industry, or just about gaming in general, is that almost every idea has been done before in some form or fashion. I don't think you can really claim the, was it claim an idea or at least claim a style of game that if it has already been done before. I mean, I don't think any company could really do that. Savor a few. And even then, there's very uh, strong arguments against that because every single idea has been kind of replicated over and over and over again, even though it's presented in a new type of form or a new type of fashion. The thing is, is that no matter what, PUBG kind of looks like it's being... The, uh, it looks almost like, you know, they're coming out of this the worst as far as like... uh or aesthetics are concerned as far as like you know publicity is concerned the reason being is because it just seems to me anyway and i'm pretty sure for a lot of other people out there that it's unneeded to kind of take that stance in the way that they were kind of approaching this uh yes i think that the similarities between fortnite's uh, new mode is very similar and it heavily inspired by PUBG. but i don't think that PUBG or at least you know those developers have really uh any sort of legal leg to stand on as far as like you know taking any sort of legal action or, or really justifying Uh, any sort of action afterwards with their words or, you know, after their words have been put out there. I think it's more of a kind of like a smack talking thing just for the the whole get people talking about the whole ordeal type of of thing. Uh, And I think also that other companies are going to do something very similar at some point. And I think they fully expect that, especially since they're one of the fastest growing games or fast growing uh, player bases in quite some time. You know, it's kind of it's almost kind of like a phenomenon with PUBG at this point. But I just think it was a poor choice to really kind of tout out about how you're thinking about take, taking legal action just because there are a couple similarities between your game and another game. I mean, if that was the case, look at uh, Shadow of Mordor and look at Assassin's Creed. I don't think you were really seeing uh, Ubisoft talking smack about WB games at that point. You know, it's it's a greatly exaggerated example, I understand, but the parallels are still there. It's almost the exact same ordeal. And, you know, you don't see any of those other companies doing something like that. Look at uh, any 2D fighting game. You know, Street Fighter, Capcom, really kind of set up the foundation or the basis for the fighting game genre as we know it today. But you don't really see them, you know, really kind of taking like a legal stance or thinking about legal action against other companies that like, you know, like Midway back in the day with Mortal Kombat or even NetherRealm Studios now or any other fighting game uh, company or company that creates a 2D fighting game at this point. I just think it was a poor decision on a... PUBG's part, or at least the creator's part, to kind of like be be so vocal about his disdain about it. I mean, you could you could dislike how you know companies are going to start replicating and start kind of copying you in some regard, but I, I just think he could have handled it a much better. Yeah, yeah, very good points, uh, Gary. You have any thoughts? Yeah, I kind of I, I pretty much agree with um, what JJ said. Um, like I don't condone copying at all, but like this happens a lot in 
basically every industry like whenever there's a successful product there's going to be a lot of clones from you know other people that are you know basically going to copy the formula because you know that's what people are buying buying into at that point um so yeah i mean the bluho like the developer of uh player unknown um they should you know they should just be happy with the success that they've got so far like because they're like basically the top game on steam right now um everybody's playing like millions of people are playing this game every day so of course you know there's going to be people who copy the game but you're the originator like you're in the position of power at this point so yeah coming out and um you know calling out the uh fortnite for copying and stuff like it doesn't really do anything um except make you look a bit salty i guess when you shouldn't be salty because you're the one that's you know you're leading the charge essentially um but as for fortnite you know i guess it, it was a smart move for them to try and you know implement that and you know copy battlegrounds and everything but um like consumers are smart like consumers consumers aren't dumb they can see when something's a copy of something else so you know as long as they're aware and as long as um epic games the you know who, who made fortnite as long as they're not trying to like claim like they're the originator here then there's no problems like it's business that that's going to happen at the end of the day so that's yeah see my problem with them accusing uh, Fortnite of this kind of stuff is a, you know, one of the one of the games that uh, PUBG kind of copied off of H1Z1 in a way, and you know, H1Z1 even in a way copied off of like Minecraft mods. Like this, remember the Hunger Games Minecraft mods from like four years ago? Like PUBG didn't even originate this idea, which kind of pisses me off a lot because it's like, yeah, I get it there are some pretty close similarities to the fortnite battle royale and the PUBG one but at the same time PUBG just kind of did it best that doesn't mean that they're the only ones that can do it or will do it this is going to happen again and it's going to keep happening i mean it's just i feel like they're doing this just to try and get publicity or something i i will say that it was smart of epic games to drop this because they just kind of dropped it out of nowhere like we didn't like we just got an email one day it was like oh there's a battle royale coming to fortnite which is a pve game you know and then there's just suddenly this pvp battle royale mode which is really cool but i think it was smart of them because they know PUBG is coming to consoles and this is kind of their way of being there first or PUBG is coming to xbox one sorry and this is kind of their way of being there first on the xbox and when it when PUBG eventually comes to playstation you know this battle royale game will already, will already be there and established in fact they even came out and made it free to play like five days after they announced it like you can play it without buying fortnite if you buy fortnite you get that pve mode but you can play the pvp for free and then the full game is going to be free free to play in a year anyways so I think it was a pretty smart move of Epic Games, and I think that uh, PUBG and Bluehole might be a little bit pissy about that because they're not going to be the dominating battle royale on console anymore. Or maybe they still will, you know, because as we said, their fan base is massive, and that's only going to grow on Xbox. But you never know. I think that it's really interesting, but I think it's just, I think it's just whining at this point that they're complaining about that. 
So very, very good points. I didn't know about any of that information that you said uh, prior to that. So that's some, some very good analysis right there, Mr. Muller. Um, Dana, you have any thoughts? Basically, a lot's already been said. You know, nothing in this world is, is, is that unique. And it's very unfortunate when you feel like you're being ripped off. But, you know, as again, sometimes you just have to roll with the punches. And unless it's a complete blatant ripoff, then, you know, that's just how it goes sometimes. It's unfortunate, but, you know, nothing is original. That is correct. The only point that I would say on, as far as what I think is that, uh, well, I must be honest to say, I really don't understand what this phenomenon is with PUBG. Um, I haven't had a chance to play it. Maybe I too will become part of that phenomenon once I actually play it. But to me, I don't see anything really too special about it. Um, the fact that the idea is now being used by these other people I think that, you know, honestly, I think that, you know, it's, they should be, well, in my opinion, the PUBG developers should be a bit, a bit honored that you see other people are starting to use your thing. Now this, this pretty much will tell you it's a success. Um, and they should also be confident knowing that it's already doing well on PC. It's going to do well on the Xbox One X because as I have said multiple times, there ain't really too many other games to play on the X at launch provided that this game is actually coming out at launch because I still don't know when it's coming out. I heard holiday 2017 and I haven't heard anything else outside of that. So we'll see what happens, but um, I don't think they should be angry about it. Like, like you guys have already said, you know, a lot of ideas are used and this happens in every industry. It's not specific to the gaming industry. And if you are confident in your product and what you bring to the table, I don't know why you're going to worry about what, what someone else is, is trying to do just continue to you know rely on the people that support your product make it better add certain things you want to, if you want to make it a little bit more different from what other people are trying to copy and and that's really all you can do but i don't think they should be worried about anything because again the game is a success on pc it's going to do well on xbox one x so i don't think they should be making a big deal out of any of this um but that's all i was going to add to the table so uh any other thoughts before we move on to the next topic? No, that's pretty much it. That's yep, it. I'm good. Yes, we're all good. <laughs> okay, so let's go ahead and let's talk about uh, Sony's TGS show. Uh, everybody knows the TGS was this past week. I believe it's it's ending now, if it isn't already over. Well, by the time this show airs on the actual site, it will be over. Um, I must confess right off the bat and say I didn't really watch the Sony conference, so I may not have too much to say. I know about some of the news that came out regarding the press conference, but I just wanted to get you guys' initial thoughts on pretty much anything that you thought that you enjoyed at TGS. Um, and Mr. Google, how about you start us off and let us know your thoughts on TGS? Uh, I'm kind of like you where I found out most of the announcements or at least found out some of the news and some of the reveals like from third parties, you know, not from the specific press conference itself, but uh, a couple things to note of that are actually pretty cool. Uh, number one, Left Alive, which is that new game that got unveiled by Square Enix, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, also, a worldwide release date for Monster Hunter, 
which I think is a very, very big deal. Again, this is a big deal because not just like when we saw this at E3, uh, it's going to be on multiple platforms. This isn't going to be on Nintendo platform. It's going to be on PlayStation 4. So that series is going to have a much more bigger outreach than what it's had in the most, more recent past. Uh, I'm curious to see with a lot of the positive you know, word of mouth about Monster Hunter now or Monster Hunter World, I should say. Uh, I'm curious to see how well that series would actually do if there'll be a lot more people that kind of dive into it and stuff. And then obviously one of the things that they t- talked about not too long ago, because that was a big deal, was Final Fantasy IX coming to PS4, which again, it's like Final Fantasy VII, like Final Fantasy VIII, I believe eventually at some point. That's pretty cool. Just it's another kind of like a little extra bonus for some people to kind of get into and stuff. But uh, at least those were the things that stood out for me that I thought were pretty cool. There was a lot of other announcements, a lot of other stuff with other games that aren't even coming out here in the States, but still, you know, very big deal in, in the land of Japan. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, uh, Mr. Gary A. Swaby, uh, Mr. Final Fantasy himself, what were your thoughts on the Sony conference and TGS in general? <laughs> yeah, I, I managed to... Um catch a bit of the the TGS conference because um that morning I did have to go to work um but from what I saw um like I saw it I watched it for like 20 minutes um and it was kind of boring but I did catch um some of the stuff that I missed later on and I saw um uh Noctus is going to be in uh Dissidia Final Fantasy uh we pretty much knew that was going to happen so yeah it was good to see that in action um the Left Alive game looks cool, and I know that um, someone from Kojima's studio is working on it. So um, that's pretty cool to see that you know that uh, Kojima's people are working with other publishers as well. Um, and as for Monster Hunter, I think I'm going to give this a try because um, Monster Hunter is one of those games where I've, like I've always seen trailers for it on um, on the Wii and everything, and um, on like Nintendo platforms, but I've never actually, like, I was always impressed by what I saw, but I never actually got to play it. So now that it's coming to PS4, uh, I definitely want to give this one a chance. Um, and I really like the trailer, I like how it looks and everything. So um, I'm anxious to try that. And um, as for Final Fantasy IX um, being re-released on uh, PS4, I guess I'm going to have to buy that game again now. Because, you know, I like to keep the, the Final Fantasy collection going. So, yeah. Um, overall, I mean, it, 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 wasn't, it wasn't the most impressive TGS conference. But um, it was okay. Like, there was a few tidbits in there that, that are notable. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as that. Um, I'm really mostly pumped for the Monster Hunter world. Uh, news like i think that's dope and i also want to try that series out for finally um one of my old roommates actually he always played it on his 3ds and he was always trying to get me to get one and play it and i did want to but i just never got around to it and honestly it just looks absolutely insane it's just this massive open world where you're going and hunting down boss kind of like shadow of colossus where you're going and hunting down monsters like 10 times the size of you and that's your job in the world like that's so cool and I'm excited that it's coming to pretty much everything. I, I know it's not coming to Switch. I know Switch is getting a different version. I think XX, Generations XX, if I'm not mistaken. But it's cool to see the franchise kind of branching out. Because we'll probably get more if this game does well. And it seems pretty hyped. Yeah, uh, one thing I want to say real quick, and then I'm going to 
asked Dana what she thought of the show, if she got a chance to check it out. Yeah, I, I've also never tried Monster Hunter games. Um, this game actually comes out on my birthday, so I guess I have to try it now to see, you know, because, I mean, I, I will say this. When I went to PAX West, the lines for this game were absolutely insane. I mean, that had to be one of the top games that was very popular for the whole show. Uh, so... Definitely want to check it out to see what all the hype is about. But uh, outside of that, I also wanted to make a statement because I, I did see there were some people that were looking at the TGS Sony conference show and they were like, well, it was an okay show, but I was expecting a lot of megaton announcements. I think we said multiple times on this show, PSX is the show you need to be, you know, really looking forward to announcements, especially now, because I mean, that is their big show at the end of the year. They showed Last of Us Part Two there last year. So I think, um, you know, I thought the show, from what I saw of the highlights, it looked like it was fine to me. I wasn't expecting a major blowout uh, because I know PSX is coming. But that's all I was going to say on it. Uh, Dana, did you get a chance to check out anything from TGS or did you have any thoughts on TGS? Um, I've been locked away in a basement for like the past two weeks, but I was able to see some of it i'm really disappointed no one's excited for the crazy cat lady game that one right there is it it um oh gosh it just it was so kind of like bland it wasn't anything that you know stuck out for me um again maybe as a cat collector that that crazy cat game the, the nico asume for for playstation vr that had me dying but um i'm really interested in the Monster Hunt, um, and obviously the Final Fantasy one, and I really like the Shadow of Colossus PS4 trailer. That wasn't bad, but it really wasn't anything that was, you know, exciting or something that I'm like, right away, I'm going to run out and get a game to. It was just, it felt to me like, you know, leftover games that they forgot to mention beforehand. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Pretty much good. Good thoughts all around. Um, anything else to say on TGS before we move on? I do, I do think next year's TGS will be a lot better because um, I think we might get to um, see or hear about some of the the other uh, Japanese games that we've been anticipating, such as um, Final Fantasy Remake and maybe Kingdom Hearts. So, so as we get as we get closer to those games coming out, we might um, start to see more of the games that we want at TGS. What so you let, say? Me, let me ask you a quick question since you asked us. You don't think we'll see either of these games at PSX? Um, I, I don't think we're going to see um, Final Fantasy VII Remake or um, Kingdom Hearts there, but I think we might see maybe Shenmue or... Um, what was the other game? Um, what's Death the Stranding. game again? Death Stranding. Death Stranding. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe we'll see that at PSX. Yeah, that's good. I, I completely forgot about Shenmue 3. But yeah, you make a good point. They definitely got to give an update on that since, uh, yeah, it's supposed to be out next year, December. So that makes sense. Well, spring, but it might get pushed out. We'll see. But uh, yeah, good thoughts. So... Anybody else want to say anything else about TGS before we move on? I'm good. 
right, so let's move on to uh, some other news that we did receive. And we got this news on Friday. Um, pretty much uh, Rockstar put out some information saying that there is going to be some Red Dead Redemption 2 news coming this upcoming Thursday. Um, so they didn't elaborate on what that news is. I know that there is speculation that it may be another trailer. There is speculation that they may announce that the game has like an uh, uh, like actual another release date pushed out even further past spring. I don't really know what it is, but I wanted to ask you guys if you had any thoughts on what the news could potentially be. Um, so Max, how about you start us off and let us know what, what you think Rockstar is going to tell us this upcoming week. Um, I think that they, if they were not to announce a delay, they're going to pair it with a lot of gameplay. I think no matter what, we're going to be seeing gameplay. Um, I'm pretty sure, I really hope the game is far along enough to where we could start seeing some gameplay. I'm sure that they'll announce some sort of their online details as well. Because uh, let's be honest, GTA Online is ridiculously successful. Um, so I'm sure that will just continue with RDR Online and... That'll be interesting to see how they differ it up because I don't really think that GTA Online just in RDR will be... Like, I know people will still play it, but I feel like they can do a lot more with that with RDR and maybe, like, start from the bottom and kind of expand it in a different way or something. I don't know. We'll have to see. Because I haven't played a whole bunch of GTA Online, but I just know that it's this fascinating thing. But I think that if they repeated it with RDR, I think that'd be kind of a missed opportunity in my opinion. But... Yeah, I think that we'll get gameplay. Maybe another delay. I don't know if we'll see that. I'm leaning towards no. I don't think they'll have to delay it, but I don't know. It's interesting, though. It's cool. I'm excited. Yeah, definitely a good time to be excited. Good thoughts. We'll we'll have to see what it is. Um, Mr. Lugo, you have any thoughts on what what we're going to potentially see next week for Rockstar? No, I mean, maybe we'll see something pretty interesting. They always have a knack for surprising us, you know, especially with something random. That usually gets everybody talking in a positive way. So I got every bit of faith in them to show us something cool. Absolutely. Uh, How about you, Dana? Any thoughts on what we might see? Rockstar Games finally... um acknowledging the change.org petition for the hit and run 2003 Simpsons game. They're making that sequel. <laughs> but no, honestly, I don't know. Uh, but always it's going to be something good either way. And hopefully it's not announcing announcing a delay. I yeah, I, I you know, I, I I think I would agree with Max where he says if if they do announce that, you're going to see a lot of gameplay. I don't think they I don't think it'll be in their best interest to announce that. It just a straight up only the game is coming out later. Now, one thing I did want to say: uh, Do you think they could potentially announce that? Well, it's coming to uh, Nintendo Switch. <laughs> they had still haven't announced anything about the PC version of Red Dead Redemption either. So, do you think either of those announcements could potentially happen? Anybody? That would be wonderful, but I'm doubting it. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> Wait, what, what was the question? No, I just asked, do you think that they could potentially say that, uh, well, the game is either coming to a Switch or we, we are going to be releasing a, you know, a remastered edition for a PC as well as PlayStation 4 and, and Xbox One of the first game? I, w- I was. Uh... Well, say what? 
I was going to speculate. That was going to be one of my speculations that um, they might be really? announcing a P- PC version. But um, that's probably not it, though, to be honest. But I, I just wanted to speculate on that. But um, yeah, uh, as for what I think, um, like I, I, well, one of my one of my thoughts was, what if they announce a battle royale mode? That would be funny. <laughs> battle royale mode to um to shit on PUBG even further. But um, besides that, like I think we're just gonna get a release date. You know, either a release date or a delay, but then, you know, like Max said, we'll get like a, a gameplay um, demo of it as well. Um, and or they might they might even just like announce the online mode because we know like they put a lot of work into Grand Theft Auto online and that's still carrying that game to the point that it's still selling a lot of copies. So like maybe um, they're going to make a big fuss over the Red Dead online mode and, you know, maybe they'll kind of market it um, not as a separate thing, but like, you know, they'll market it alongside the main game too. So I I could see them doing that, like putting a big emphasis on the online mode for uh, Red Dead Redemption. So that could be something as well. That's a very good point. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, you, you brought up a lot of great points. Well, you all brought up great points of what they could potentially um, reveal. Um, I have to be honest and say, you know, I love Rockstar Games, but I, I for some reason, I do not think this game is going to hit spring 2018. I think it's going to get pushed out further. And I think the fact that you're now seeing that they are re-releasing L.A. Noir. You know, obviously that game is coming out for the holiday season because 2K don't, they don't really think they have enough games out this, you know, this holiday season. You know, of course they have NBA 2K and WWE, but those are not games everybody is going to want to get. So I think that was part of the reason why they made it a point to re-release this game during the holidays so that they can also say that they have another game during the holidays. But I also think that was pushed out because this other game may get delayed out even further. But that's just my speculation. Um, but you just that you're getting like five copies of two K of WWE two K eighteen, the John Cena one. Oh, oh no, oh, 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 hell no, that will not happen. <laughs> no, no, uh, no. You, oh no, this is what you and Adam said on WrestleCast the other day. You said y'all can't wait to pick up that uh that copy, those copies uh next month. <laughs> No, no, I'm not. Uh, I am now. Make no mistake about it. I will play the game. I will play WWE 2K18. But I, I no way in hell they could get me to buy that John Cena uh, edition. There is no way in hell that's happening. But uh, like piece of the mat. Ah, no, that's that, that's that, that's that's not going to get it done. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just to go back to what I was saying about Red Dead Redemption 2. I mean, yeah, there will be gameplay. I think we need to see gameplay. The trailer we saw was very vague. There wasn't really no information in any of that that would, would tell me what the story is about, who the characters are. Um, I don't know if it's a prequel. I've heard rumors about that before. I don't know. But, yeah, I just think uh, come Thursday, yeah, we'll see more gameplay footage. I don't think that they're going to give us a release date. Now, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But uh, I just think uh, more gameplay and then they'll have more information. You know, because, I mean, again... They, they have said multiple times, Take-Two has said that they will give Rockstar as much time as they need to make this game. And I appreciate that. It does, does make sense for them to rush it out. Um, so if they need more time past the spring, 
please take more time because there's already a lot of other games coming out in spring 2018 that we do know about. So I'm fine with that. But uh, either way, whatever they show is going to be great. We already know this. You no know, Rockstar, they, they don't really make any bad games, at least not to my knowledge. So uh, look forward, looking forward to see whatever it is. And if it is uh, their little online mode for Red Dead Redemption, that'll be awesome. Um, but we'll see. But uh, any other thoughts on this topic before we move on to the next? I'm good. All right, so... Um, Simpsons. You said Simpsons. Come on now, The Simpsons, 2003. Is, is it going to happen? <laughs> it's going to happen. Eh, well, we'll see. Hey, they, they got a lot of other games they need to be working on. Besides that. But if that's coming back, that'll be interesting. <laughs> All right. So, um, as I said beforehand, when we started the show, it's not, it really is not a lot of news topics this particular week. Um, so we're already on to the big discussion for today, which is about Phil Spencer's promotion. Uh, now he is, uh, executive vice president of gaming, uh, for Xbox. You know, we already knew before he was the head of Xbox. So I, before we get into this discussion, I just want to address something right now because I know that there are people that will, they will see this particular podcast, look at the title and say, well, these guys are bashing Microsoft again. And do they really need, to, does Xbox really need saving? Let me go ahead and tell you right now that the title, I, <clears throat> when I saw the title, because I didn't come up with the title, when I saw the title, I, I knew that was going to draw some attention, but I just want to say, um, I personally don't think my Xbox needs saving. You know, there are people that are going to continue to support the platform, no matter what. Uh, can we say that they haven't had a good year in terms of their exclusive games? Absolutely. A hundred percent, we can say that. But uh, I think that they're, they're, I mean, they're still doing well. Uh, the Xbox One X is going to sell. You know, only someone who doesn't think it, it won't sell. I mean, I don't really know what that person has to say about that particular topic. But uh, I just want to emphasize before we get into this discussion, uh, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure everyone here agrees that even though we, can, we have our disagreements about the system, about the pricing, about the fact that there isn't really any exclusive games on it, the, game, the system is still going to sell. It's new hardware. People always want new hardware, and it's going to sell. That's not what the issue is. The issue is about what, what's going on with the actual games. But to jump back onto the main topic here about Will, Will, Spence, Will can, Phil Spon can Phil Spencer's new in his new role save Xbox? Um, I have some thoughts on that, but before I give my thoughts, uh, I'm going to give the floor to the rest of you. So, Gary... What are your thoughts on this particular situation? Okay, yeah. Um, before I give my thoughts, I, I just wanted to um, read a comment that one of our listeners, uh, Wesley, sent to me. So he said, um, I guess they don't want to move past Halo, Forza, Fable, Gears, and cancelled games. So um, that, that was a, a great comment from Wesley. I just wanted to um, you know, read that out before I give my thoughts. Now, for those who have a problem with uh, the title of the podcast this week, I was the one who, who made that, who came up with that title. So you can direct all your negative comments towards me if you have a problem with it. But the reason I chose this title is because I, I, I believe that 
Xbox has been like it's been a sinking ship for the past uh, year or so, uh, perhaps longer than that. Um, so we know that the Xbox One X is coming out, and you know we'll have to see what kind of numbers those do. But with the momentum that the Nintendo Switch has at the moment, and the fact that the PlayStation Four is still the top-selling console this generation. It's not looking good for the Xbox One X. And um, as for Phil Spencer, he's been kind of like a, a he's been a passive kind of um, head of the Xbox division. Like he's done good things, don't get me wrong. Um, but I feel like there's, you know, people, there's, there was people above him that kind of limited what he could actually do. Like they limited it, how much he could actually do for the Xbox division. And I think that's kind of held them back a little bit. So, like, now that he's been promoted, I, I will say that, you know, he's in a better position to make the decisions that are going to matter for the Xbox division now. Now, he's he's now the executive of gaming, period, for Microsoft. So, that's not just um, Xbox. That's also for Windows. So, um, he has the power to, you know... To implement a lot more parity between the Xbox and Windows, so he can do some um, some amazing things, some innovative things between those two platforms. But I also think that he'll probably have a lot more say, um, like overall, in you know the type of games that get greenlit for the system, um, the the current studios that are you know owned by Microsoft at the moment. And he's probably going to be sitting in on meetings with um, other people in Microsoft from other divisions. So um, perhaps he can, you know, kind of bounce around ideas to the, you know, people that matter a little bit more. And maybe he can get, you know, other people in the company to see his vision. So I think now he's in a position to where he can turn things around. Whereas before, I think it was he was a bit stagnant like he couldn't really do much he was trying to make the best of a bad situation i think um so we could start to see a change it's probably not going to happen for around a year or so we're probably not going to see the effects of this change but um i will say that they are in a much better position now than they were last week you know so um, that's what I will say. But yeah, I, I've seen people criticize the title already. So yeah, just, you know, you know, my Twitter, you know, all my information is in, it's in the, uh, you know, it's in the YouTube. So, you know, send all your comments my way. Yeah, that, 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 that was a very good explanation. I, I don't think anyone's going to actually come after you. Uh, they, 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 they won't take the time to do any of that. They'll, they, they will probably just say, well, these guys don't like Xbox, even though, I have an Xbox. I have an Xbox One. Um, so I don't know. Uh, Max, do you have any thoughts on this particular topic? <laughs> yeah, um, I'm. I'm with Gary in that. I think that ever since Phil Spencer came on, he's been doing what he can, and I will say he's been doing a pretty decent job given what he's had. You know, he he has done a lot with a little, um, and. 
I'm not sure like how limited he was because he always seemed to be doing something. You know, there always seemed to be something going on behind the scenes. He always had us hyped up hyped up about something even if it wasn't games unfortunately um it was like new features for xbox or cool little things like game pass and stuff like that so hopefully now that he's been promoted to head it's about games as well uh because he seems to be like a pretty open-minded guy and i think he especially more than don matrick he definitely seems to be open to what the fan base wants more so than most heads. You know, he seems to really listen to us kind of like Deej in a destiny with Bungie. I think that Deej is like kind of a great community manager and he seemed, he was always very open with uh, the fan base and he kind of did a lot with a little, you know, when the first game came out, I think that Phil Spencer's in a similar position. And now that he's been promoted, he, He's probably going to do some pretty great stuff for Xbox, you know. I don't think that they're going to, like, turn around and quote-unquote win the generation, but I think they have a lot of interesting plans for the future. And I have to imagine Phil is at the head of a lot of those because they promoted him for a reason, you know. I have to imagine he presented them with some pretty interesting ideas if they brought him up, you know. So I'm, I'm intrigued by it. I think it's a very interesting move, and I think that it'll work out for the best. Absolutely. Um, Dana, you have any thoughts? <laughs> yeah, basically, I, you know, just try to have a positive outlook. It's not going to be something that's completely negative all the time. And every console and game company and just companies in general, they go up and down. You know, nothing is going to, you know, be selling at every single moment of every single time. You're not going to be the, the biggest one out there. And there's a lot of different competition. And so this is expected. So hopefully they'll learn from this. They'll get better. And it'll be a positive for everyone. So I'm trying to go to a positive route. Absolutely. Positivity is, it should be the main the main focus here. Um, I did want to make a quick comment because I did see in the chat, we had a lot of conversations. And, and I did see uh, one of our uh, very good friends, Victor, in the chat did leave a comment and said that I think you guys keep looking through a different worldview. Xbox is not trying to be PlayStation. Now, I, I, I agree with that statement. However, Phil has said on multiple occasions he wants to beat PlayStation in interviews. So, um, obviously, um, it, it, to me, it just at this point, it shouldn't really be about the competition. Microsoft knows that they need games on their platform. Um, you look at the games they released so far this generation. Sunset Overdrive, I enjoyed that game. It was a great game. Rise, I enjoyed that game too, even though people, a lot of people criticized a lot of things about it. I enjoyed all these games, you know. And yes, we can agree that when the Xbox One launched, I think they personally had a lot of, a, a really, a pretty great lineup of games to, you know, for people to play. You know, Dead Rising was there, you know, you had Rise. Some people may say they don't necessarily like those games. I enjoyed those games. And every time the holiday season rolled around, Microsoft always had games to look forward to. It may not necessarily be games that everybody is going to want, um, but they had something there. This holiday season, I, I just don't see it. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, we do have Cuphead coming out this upcoming week. That game is going to be fantastic. That's the game I'm looking forward to most. Then, of course, you have Forza 7, which will be coming out the week after that, which is good. Again, a great game for racing fans, for those of the people that like racing racing, racing games. Um, and then after that, you have Super Lucky's Tale, 
and PUBG eventually, you know, because I don't, again, there's no release date for PUBG yet. But so what I say is, you know, and then of course you have all the games that will be enhancing for the system because the Xbox One X is coming out also. So what I say is, yeah, the future looks bright for Microsoft, but it, there's no way that I can sit here and say that this year has been a great year for Microsoft. I don't, I mean, in terms of games, it hasn't really been all that impressive. Uh, Halo Wars 2, we got that back in February, and after that, I haven't had anything to play on Xbox, unless it was a third-party game that I can also play on P- on PlayStation 4. So, I, you know, I do think that next year will be better. You'll get games like Sea of Thieves, you'll get games like um, uh, State of Decay 2, and whatever else they're working on for 2018, and as well as Crackdown. So, that's great. Next year will be better. But uh, I just say... Strictly from the game standpoint, I I'm not necessarily happy with the games that I saw this year because I felt like it was a step back. With that said, I'm very glad that Phil Spencer is having a little bit more control um, in terms of what he can do for the brand. I think this is an excellent move. I don't know why the move wasn't made sooner. Uh, maybe it needed to take some time for it to actually settle in. But yes, I have no doubt that he's going to do great things for the system moving forward. I have a lot of faith in what's going to happen with the X. But again, as I said, just going based off this year alone, it hasn't really been good things that have been happening with Microsoft. The delays and all this other stuff that happens. And then, you know, you look at all the stuff that happened with the studios closing in the past. So it's not necessarily a good year for Microsoft. But yeah, next year will definitely be better. And again, it all begins with the lineup. I'm not here to debate the hardware. The Xbox One X is a phenomenal console. I still plan on getting one. So hardware, and then of course you talk about the controllers, the fact that they also have that other controller that they are re-releasing, the the Duke controller. All that stuff is awesome. But where the hell are the games at? That's what I'm asking. So I, I look forward to seeing what they do with Xbox in 2018 and beyond. No doubt about it, I have faith in Phil. He's gonna do a good job with whatever he does. But this year, in terms of games in, in particular, I wasn't impressed. That's all it is. Nothing bad about that, just my opinion. But um, any other thoughts on this particular topic before we uh, get ready to wrap up? Uh, oh, go ahead, Max. Oh, I was just going to say that um, I think that this start their start of all this because people are saying in the chat that um, maybe they were trying to get Mixer and Game Pass and kind of all those uh, services set up first and that sort of stuff. And I actually could see that as kind of a viability, you know, before getting games and like kind of PUBG is kind of their start of bringing on like exclusive games. Like I know I'm pretty sure PUBG is a timed exclusive, and obviously it's not a first party game, but that's still a big net win for them. Um, and I think that, yeah, that's a start. Cause even Mark mentioned earlier in the chat, if they make like some sort of smash bros game, um, out of Microsoft mascots, like have it free with game pass, you know, anyone who gets game pass gets this game. So yeah, once they have all these services established, which they do now, and like mixer has all those unique, like interaction kind of things that you could do with live streams. So yeah, they'll, they'll start building games around this sort of stuff and maybe not only have good first party studios, but or good first party games but like innovative first party games you know but innovative in like a different way and like interaction and like community and stuff it's interesting 
I don't know. We'll have to see. Maybe maybe that's what Phil's big idea was, and maybe that's why they promoted him. I, yeah, I that's a... Uh, go ahead, Gary. That That's a good point, because um, remember before Game Pass came out, and Phil Spencer was talking about like things he wanted to do in terms of like bringing out um, service-based games and stuff like that. So, yeah, m- maybe his vision is what uh, led to them making this decision. Maybe they they've seen something that will work for them, you know, across uh, Windows and and Xbox. Yeah, and like maybe the X's power was like a push towards that as well. It'll make it easier for them. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, I just want to say that is a very good point that you said. A very, very good analysis by Victor. So I will have to give him props on that. All of that stuff makes sense the way you you, you framed it in that particular discussion. So, I mean, again, we'll see what the future is in terms of the games. Now, with that said, if we get to next year and <laughs> there still are no games, I, I don't really know what can be else can be said after that because these services are already out. They're already established. So, again, everything is a wait and see on this approach. The only reason why I, again, I, I think it's fair to, to look to be optimistic and look towards the future of Xbox. That's a great thing. But at the same time, we, we cannot pretend like all this other stuff didn't happen. You know, Scalebound getting canceled. I, I was pissed when that game got canceled because, to me, I looked at that game. I said, you know, anyone who doesn't have an Xbox, they may consider getting it. Um they may consider getting it because of games like this, because of course you have Gears, you have Halo, Forza, but Microsoft trying other things outside of that, this is what I wanted to see. So I think it's very hard to really just forget about that stuff when it got canceled. You know, you hear about Fable also getting canceled. Um, But again, if they decide to bring that stuff back in the future, then that's great. That's awesome. That's fantastic. But again, you have to also look at the situation and say, it's great to be optimistic about what's coming, but we can't forget about what has already happened with the system so far. It's hard to forget about that stuff, especially when it has to do with games. Uh, and then, of course, let's also talk about, you guys mentioned Alan Wake in the chat. Let's talk about the fact that Remedy wanted to make Alan Wake 2, and then Microsoft said, no, we want you to make this other game instead, Quantum Break. So to me, I wasn't happy about that either because I wanted Alan Wake 2. Maybe we'll get it in the view in the future, but I don't think so because now they they have other obligations, and of course, maybe you'll see Alan Wake Two on PlayStation Four, etc. Who knows? But again, as I said, we'll have to wait and see what happens with Microsoft. I'm glad that Phil is there because, in my opinion, he is the, really the only bright light there at Microsoft, in my personal opinion, uh, because. Before he came on, we had Don Matrick, and you saw how he presented that brand when he was up on stage talking about the Xbox One. That man so. is my hero. Oh, he is? <laughs> Don Matrick? Yeah. <laughs> yeah hey, listen, listen. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm very optimistic that Phil, I mean, I trust Phil. If Phil came in there, you yeah. know, I, that's why I was disappointed when I heard some games didn't sell as well. Like Sunset Overdrive, I was like, why are people not buying the games? But, you know, listen, we'll see what happens. I still trust Phil is going to do a great job, so we'll see what the, what it's looking like in the future. But, um, hey, nothing else more that could be said. We'll just have to wait and see what they're actually trying to do with the brand. But, uh, 
Yeah. Any any other thoughts? Final thoughts on, on this topic? I think I'm good. Gary, you good? Yeah, I'm I'm good on this topic, but um, I do have uh, another topic I kind of wanted to bring up. So okay. unless anyone had something else. Oh, Dana, you have anything else to say about Xbox? Are you you good? No, I'm good. Start creating more games, and then there wouldn't be any problems. Simple as that. <laughs> yeah. Don't overcomplicate it. I don't want to hear about a 5K TV. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Go. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Gary. Yes. Yeah, so, so going back to um to Fortnite, um, I'm sure. Uh, well, they talked about it on the Throwdown. So shouts to Throwdown podcast as well. But um, basically. There was like a slip up this week where um on in the game Fortnite, um for for a small space of time, there was crossplay. Like so like I, I believe someone was playing on the PlayStation and you know how on PlayStation you can't have spaces in your username, but somebody saw a player with a space in their name and then um they realized that that player was actually playing on the Xbox. So it it like basically crossplay is something that's very easy to do, but you know Sony just doesn't want to do it. And um, of course Sony they they try to make out like it's a big process, like it's a big deal, and there's a lot of logistics and stuff. But this game Fortnite actually activated it on by accident, allegedly, because um, I'm not sh- I'm not so sure if it was an accident because I feel like they were probably just testing it or something like that and it accidentally went live but it's possible and it seems easy to do because if if the, if Epic was a, was able to implement that in in Fortnite without anybody even realizing and not even having to contact Sony or Microsoft to make it happen then crossplay is probably something that's very doable and very easy to do um, so yeah, I just wanted to um, shed some light on that because um, I know that was talked about, and it adds a lot more perspective to you know the the conversation that we've had numerous times about you know crossplay and Sony not wanting to do it, and you know um, obviously Microsoft are very adamant they want to do it. Um, they have Minecraft and other games that they would like to um, see go crossplay. So, yeah, I just wanted to shed some light on that because I found that very interesting that, you know, it just happened so, like, just like that. Like, just, it was so random. Like, you know, at a blink of an eye, bam, there's crossplay between PlayStation and Xbox. And, you know, not everyone realized. So, yeah, I wanted to shed some light on that and see what you guys thought of that. Yeah, um, they, I... did patch it. they did patch it later on, by the way. Just so yeah. everyone knows. But yeah, go ahead. I think that they totally did that on purpose, by the way. I don't think that was an accident at all. I remember hearing about that and I was laughing. Because what? It was on for like a weekend, right? It was on for a couple days, if I'm not mistaken. It wasn't just like a day. Um, which is like, I don't know. that That's not something that really happens by accident. It's just really not. Um, and from what I know, it went really well. Like like you said, no one realized until they saw the name like that. And something interesting that actually ties into Phil Spencer is that uh, someone tweeted at him about that and asked uh, what he thinks about that. And he literally just goes, I wish they would have left it on. So I don't know if that's just him being like kind of PR guy or if that's maybe like a hint at something in the works. Because why would Epic be doing that like just by themselves? You know what I mean? I have to imagine 
Like there are talks with either Microsoft or Sony about implementing that feature in the first place. Just maybe it was turned on before it should have been. But I can't imagine they just did that for fun uh, or they, that they were working on it for fun. But I do think that they turned it on on purpose, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, so do you think that this is maybe something that has actually been negotiated and they kind of just, you know, uh, yes. let it go live kind of thing? Yes, they let it go live early, like, but they did it on purpose. But I think that Sony or Microsoft is like, yo, you shouldn't have turned that on yet. Because I can't imagine they're just doing that to do it. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't think they'd be allowed to. I think there would be legal action otherwise. No. But yeah, I'm I don't know. Sure, that would be. Because the fact that it it was just turned off and that's it, like nothing else happened, that makes me think that yeah, that that's being worked on for a reason, and not just out of the blue. Yeah, because uh, I mean, it makes sense. That theory makes sense because they would have had to have done some kind of work there, like you know, on the back end. So. It, it does seem like it's planned in some way. Like, is it? I don't see it as something that can be done as an accident, like just like that. Like, I, I don't think there's a switch on Overwatch where, like, if you know, if this line of code is activated, then all versions of the game just magically work together, kind of thing. Like, I, I don't think it's that simple. So yeah, I, I think they they definitely had this plan, but um. Um, I'm just not sure on, you know, why they would make it go live like that and why, um, you know, what what involvement PlayStation and, and uh, well, Sony and Microsoft have in this. Yeah, exactly. That's it's interesting. Sure. It's very interesting. Especially for a game like Fortnite. That, like, that's the one that did it, you know? That's really, really interesting to me because, like, Epic Games. Like, Fortnite is cool. I'm a big fan of it, but um, it's just surprising that that's the one. You know, Fortnite's interesting. Yeah. I feel like not enough people are talking about this game. Well, now they are, actually. <laughs> you know what would have been amazing, though? Like, if Battlegrounds came to the PlayStation and then that was the game that, you know, was the cross-play game between all yeah. platforms. Like, that, that would have been huge, I think. That would have been. But, yeah, because it's not coming to PlayStation for, like, a year, right? If I'm not mistaken on that? Yeah, yeah so. Yeah. If anything, that Fortnite would get there first. But that would have been awesome. Like, if in a year they announced, like, PUBG, PS4, cross-platform play. Like, the first one. That'd be huge. Yeah, that would... That would, like, legit shut down the internet for a day. Like, the news would be crazy. But, yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah, very very interesting. Um, I you know I'm not really sure what's going to happen with the whole crossplay thing between uh, Microsoft and Sony. Um, feels like Sony it, they they don't really want to be involved in in that for for the time being. Uh, they have all these other games that they have that their their studios are pushing out. Um, I don't really know what's going on with that situation. I'm not sure why they just don't just make it happen, but. Again, that, that's something between them. Um, but I also think, uh, you know, as I said, you know, it would be a great feature to have. But at the same time, if you don't have the feature, just make sure you're focusing on bringing games to the to your platform. That's that's all. And I don't want Microsoft to rely too heavily on this cross-play thing because I feel like they always 
these conversations always come up and Microsoft is always quick to say, well, we're waiting on Sony, we're waiting on Sony. Well, yeah, but if they don't want to do it, then it is what it is. It's on Sony. Just focus on bringing software to your platform. That's, that's all they should be focused on now. Don't worry if it's the cross-play. If others don't want to play ball, it's on them. Let them look bad in front of their fan base. But that's all I would say on it. Uh, I don't know if, uh, Danny, you have any thoughts? No, not really. Everything has already been said. Okay. I I did have uh, one more thing to add. So um, I know there's a lot of people saying, like, you know... um, it's probably not a good idea to have cross-play between, you know, consoles and PC because on certain types of games, PC is going to have the advantage because, you know, keyboard and mouse accuracy and stuff. But I do remember, I'm I'm not sure if I actually talked about this on the show, but I remember a few weeks back um, or sometime last month, there was um, an article uh, saying that Microsoft are making a push for developers to add keyboard and mouse support to you know their games on the console so that you know they'll support keyboard and mouse so like you can plug in a a keyboard and mouse into you know your xbox one or xbox one x whatever you have and be able to play some of these games as if you're playing it on pc so that would improve a lot if um that was like a, a natively supported feature on the consoles because then you can have a game like Overwatch and have it be cross-play and, um, you know, uh, people can choose to play with the controller if, if, you know, if that's what they really want to do. Or they can also, you know, get the accuracy from the keyboard and mouse as well if they want to, you know, be competitive and, and take it more seriously. So um, that would be cool if that option was, you know, across the board. That That would be cool. Um, one thing though that could be an issue is frame rates, because I am yeah. I know like Overwatch runs sixty on a console, I believe it does, but um, mm. games that don't uh, run like Destiny Two, for example, is capped at thirty, so like that would be an issue. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah do yeah. crossplay, especially with PC, and then support that. But the thing is, with consoles, it could still be a viable thing no matter what just when you throw PC in. That's an interesting point, though. That would definitely help. I feel like that wouldn't be enough, though. I feel like people would still, like... Like, even myself, I don't really want to hook up a piece, uh, keyboard and mouse to, like, my Xbox right now, especially with, like, the way it's set up, you know? But um, it'd be nice to have the option. But I think that um, we'd still... We should still get the option to turn off, like, cross-play with PC specifically, but still leave it on with PlayStation 4 if that becomes more of a thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there should be a lot of, like, um, settings and stuff like that, you know, for you to configure the experience um, and, you know, get what you want from it and stuff. But, um, yeah, I think the downside of this happening, um, because, of course, it's probably only going to happen with select games if this ever does become a normal thing. It's it's not going to be, like, every game, probably. But I think um, with the games that it, it happens with, I think the PC version is probably going to be um, dumbed down a little bit, you know, to to compensate for it, like the, uh, you know, the amount of settings and stuff. Uh, it's probably going to be locked just so that there is parity. Or maybe there'll be two versions. Like sometimes you have, you, like you install a game on your PC and there's actually 
um, two different ways you can launch the game. So maybe they can do something like that as well, where you can launch the cross-play version of the game and it's, you know, kind of locked. The settings are locked. And then, you know, there's also another version where, you know, if you don't want to play with um, console people and you can configure all your settings as usual. So maybe they can do things like that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because like Rocket League, it's literally just a checkbox, which is really nice. Like you could turn it on or off, even though there's not really much of an advantage or a difference. That's just like preference. Yeah, yeah. it'll be interesting to see where this goes going forward. Um, I, I do think it might come to fruition, especially if it was, you know, like hearing news like this makes it seem more of a reality. Yeah, and especially with how much it's been talked about the past few months, whenever people start are just talking about these features this often, that's usually because there's usually a reason for it. It usually comes out eventually. You know, if it wasn't going to happen, it would have died off at this point. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's pretty much uh, all I got to say about it. Rich, are you still here? Oh yeah, we had some uh, technical difficulties. I'm still here. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll 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 definitely see what happens. Um, as I said, it will be awesome if it, if it does happen. Uh, but uh, you know, I guess we'll find out in due time. But yeah, it's that's between Sony and Microsoft. You know, we know Nintendo has already had a. Uh, has been already open with, with, with Microsoft, so this isn't an issue with Nintendo. It is about Sony and whether or not they want to do business with Microsoft. They want to have this this feature open. So um, we'll see what happens. But uh, I believe that pretty much wraps the show for this week. Um, if you guys have any final final shoutouts that you would like to give, uh, now is definitely the time to do so. So. Uh, how about you, Dana? Any, any final shout-outs that you'd like to give? Yeah, uh, shout-out to all of the listeners, all of the subscribers. Shout-out to the Coalition for being awesome and everyone for participating in the chat. So shout-out to that. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I, I would like to give a shout-out to uh, the Patreon of supporters as well as everybody else that was in the chat some very good conversations going on today give a shout out to mr lugo because he had to step out for a minute to take care of some other business but um yes thank you all for listening uh how about you max any shout outs ah uh, sorry about that uh yeah you know as always thanks everyone in the chat for joining up with us you know you guys always provide some good feedback some good talking points for us to branch off of and go forward on which is really really cool um and yeah that's uh that's pretty much it thanks again for joining guys i love talking to you guys every week absolutely uh gary uh the floor is yours now to uh give your shout outs yeah um on behalf of Victor, I want to shout out Xbox Feedback. And, you know, I'm, I'm not completely sure why he's uh, trying to force us to, to shout this out. But, yeah, I want to I want to do that for him. Um, and, you know, Victor, send me all the details of that, like, you know, what, the, the full context of that. And, I'm you know, I'll include it in the post as well. 
But um, besides that, shouts to all of our Patreon supporters. Um, that's M. Collins, Sean Gorty, Stephen Ferron, Mauricio Aguilar, Himdil, Fergus Mills, Lalo and Leslie, Nicholas Alvarez, Miguel, and Mark. Thanks for your support. It goes a long way. And um, we, we will have our giveaway um, for October going live soon. So look out for that. And um, thanks to everyone who joined us in the chat today. There was a lot of people coming and going. And um, we appreciate you interacting, you know, with the podcast and everything. And shouts to the whole coalition team. That's pretty much it. All right, yeah. Uh, yeah, shout outs to everybody. Uh, I just want to say two quick things. Uh, Gary mentioned the giveaway. We're going to be closing that poll officially tomorrow afternoon. So if you have not voted, I would str- strongly urge that you vote ASAP. Now, if you need a link, we can provide a link. Uh, and we will have a link, of course, in this particular post in this video. But uh, I, I, I cannot urge enough. If you're going to vote, you absolutely should vote by either today or tomorrow morning early whenever you get an opportunity so definitely do that if you haven't done so already and i also want to give a shout out to mr carl daniel who uh actually has a very very good article that is going to be posted up tomorrow um it will be up around the time that this show will be up because you know around the same time i don't know when this show is going to get posted up but i definitely will urge you to read the article now do not read the headline and then don't read the article. I trust you. I'm telling you now, you need to read the article in full because the explanations given is a very good point. And I think it's going to be something that is going to be a conversation starter. So I definitely want to give him a shout out because I said he did an excellent job on that article and um, look for it tomorrow. But just to give you all an idea of what the article is about, it has to do with South Park. Uh, so you definitely want to check it out. If you're looking forward to that game or you want to hear some thoughts on that game and something that transpired last week, you absolutely need to read that article. But um, that's pretty much all I was going to say. You, you going to say something else, Gary? Yeah, just, to, uh, just to bounce off of that, I, I read that article as well. So yeah, look out for that because um, it's going to make you think. It's going uh, it, to, it's got a lot of perspective in there. So shouts to Carl for writing that. Look out for absolutely. it tomorrow. Yeah. I have to agree as well. I took a sneaky peek and definitely read it. Read it all the way through, digest it, and then comment on it. Yes, absolutely. It's fantastic. (laughs) Yes, I agree. I I agree. But uh, that is pretty much it for this week. Thank you all for the continued support, and we will talk to you all next week.